Can you hear us? Yes, I can. <laughs> I feel so scared when I see you. You have the most professional setup and I'm here with my little... Looks fancier device. than it really is. These were like <laughs> 20 bucks off Amazon or something. Like it really, it yes. looks better than it, than it actually... Although yes. I actually did get a new microphone and I tried to set it up. It was like in a comedy. The screen fell off and broke. The <laughs> microphone didn't work. So then I put my old microphone back in and then my old microphone wouldn't work and... <laughs> <laughs> so that, and, then, and then you come up and it's just the perfect studio and everything is working and you have the believe, believe us that's not what happens <laughs> it's just when we hit video it, it works you are listening to australia's podcast for accountants tax talks the podcast to run and grow your firm Welcome to episode 283 of Text Talks. This is Heide Robson and thank you to Class for sponsoring this episode. How do you do an accounting podcast? This is the question for Dan Osborne and Tim Gass, who run the acclaimed podcast, The Two Drunk Accountants. You might remember that the top list for 2020, you know the episode we did at the very end of 2019 called The Top 10 Podcasts for Australian Accountants. In that list at number two, was the podcast, The Two Drunk Accountants. And so here's a shortcut just to rejig your memory, although you probably already listened to The Two Drunk Accountants, so you don't need an introduction. But just in case, here it is. Podcast number two. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk The two drunk accountants are Tim Gass and Dan Osborne at the central coast of New South Wales. My name is Dan. And I'm Tim. And we are the two drunk accountants. With a great sense of humor and a lot of insights. They're both 29 at the moment and that gives them a different perspective, a younger perspective and useful exuberance. Their episodes tend to start slowly. Tim, how's your week? It's been great. Mm. Um, it's gone very fast. Um, I felt like I had something to add here, but um, not really. Okay. Oh, well, I'll add something. Uh, <laughs> you can see we're well prepared here. Yeah. Tim's got lots of value, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm bringing it all. I'm bringing it all today. But then you usually get a capella performance. Cool. All right. Well, Tim, what, what is the, the Tim and Dunno? And then there's real gold coming your way. And then cutting the middle part out where I played you some examples from the podcast and going straight to the end. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. And we will calculate it. Bye. So this was a short example of the two drunk accountants. Here are Dan and Tim telling you how they started. I think we probably were getting lots of similar questions from clients where we were having a half an hour chat over what is GST as an example. And so we decided it would be really cool if we could just point them towards an episode or a podcast recording, which we loved podcasts at the time. This is when podcasts was kind of 
God, I guess, entering our minds mm. two to three years ago. So now when you have a client conversation and the client asks you, what is GST? You say, listen to episode 15. And then they ask, what is CGT? And then you say, listen to episode yep. 21. And yep. then they ask you, what is a bass? And then you say, listen to episode 36. And that's the end of the conversation. Yeah, it's not, not quite. Not quite. Like that's uh, I, normally, obviously... I normally say, oh, that's funny. We actually did an episode about yes, this. That's yeah. my entry into it. I say, oh, yeah, we did a whole episode of the podcast. I'll give you a brief overrun. Yeah. And then might you go have a listen for a more in-depth understanding. Definitely. That's or, usually how I put it. Or recently, like we recorded a job maker episode. And so a few clients, I reminded them to look into whether or not they were eligible for job maker. And we will actually send out a bulk email mm. soon. We should have already. But that will basically, yeah, I, I linked the episode. I was like, just skip the first half. If you don't want to hear banter and, and, uh, and dribble, then um, skip to the second half. And, and we talk about job maker for half an hour. <laughs> so it is, it is handy because it's, I guess it's just giving them information that they can access at their own, their own time. And if they want. back to your original question, uh, how, how did it start? As exactly how Tim said, you know, we get all these questions. We love podcasts. We sit there talking about it. Mm. And one day I think we just said, why don't we do a podcast? Why don't we just record this and, and release it? And, you know, uh, it, you know, we're not trying to sell anything through it or get anything back from it. It was purely just let's provide this information to people to help them understand better. Yeah. And that all falls into our purpose at CATS, which was support, teach and grow. You know, we want to support, teach and grow local businesses, people in the community, ourselves, our staff, everybody. Yeah. And the podcast was just a great vehicle for us to do that. Yeah. Plus, we just enjoyed doing it. Just seemed like something fun to do. We like having a laugh. We like teasing each other a bit and then also providing some good business information. Mm. And uh, But there's so many things that have come out of it that we didn't expect would happen, which is why we've kept doing it. Yeah. You know, one of them is being, you know, it's kind of opened doors into the industry that probably wouldn't have been opened for us before. You know, being a, a, a practice on the Central Coast, it you know doesn't lend itself to having direct conversations with Trent Innes, the managing director of Zero. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that definitely. that doesn't tend to happen. So yeah. it's opened doors for us. It's introduced us to new people. It's it's got us out there to learn more, in which that then translates into extra value we can give our clients and our listeners because suddenly we have extra information, more value we can provide them because we've asked the people who know the information. Where do you host the podcast? What platform do you host it on? Podbean. So originally we were SoundCloud because it was cheaper, I think. The problem with SoundCloud is it started the moment we went on there and the moment we started getting some listeners, the listener count would jump up real quick. And we said, that's weird. You know, why did we get, and back then we might've had a hundred listeners in a week and we'd, we'd be stoked oh, yeah. <laughs> and suddenly it'd be 200 and we're saying, well, why is there double this week? And it turns out that people were trying to sell us listens. So they'd be fake. They weren't real accounts that were listening to us. So we didn't like that. Mm. And we thought, no, let's move to a proper podcasting platform where this doesn't happen. And we moved across to Podbean maybe a year and a bit ago. Mm. Yes, same here. I also moved to Podbean about a year ago. Yeah, cool. So I'm on Podbean as well. What software do you use to edit? GarageBand. Garage I see. Same here. I also yeah, edit on. Uh, although I, I just trim on GarageBand, and but then somebody who knows what they're doing edits it. But you actually edit the show as well yourself, don't you? Yes. You do because you have all these sound effects in there, etc. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Here we go. Uh, Hi, right, this is Tim. This is just a heads up. That all there's an intro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, change topic. Very impressive. 
for it's that kind old of amazing how you can just pull it in like this yeah so yeah. most of that comes from this roadcaster yeah. so this has been it. the yeah. biggest help in our podcast since yeah. we started so when we first started and you know, I, I was a, a, a bit into music and film and, and things in all through uni and, and high school so I had a mismatch of all sorts of uh, <laughs> equipment and I just kind of put it all together and said this will work and it did but it made it harder to edit and it was complicated so eventually we got this and it does all of the mixing of the microphones going in and it does some mixing in it and then we can call people in. We've got you in the yeah. Zoom on it. Yeah. We can Bluetooth someone in. We can have eight sounds all lined up that I can just push which buttons. We, which and start we keep playing. saying we're going to change the sounds, but these are we all never the, do. These yeah. the original Other ones than those we put two on. Dan just played. <laughs> yeah. And so it means we can do things like do the intro, hit mute, and play the intro music, and we don't have to then add it that add that in during the mm. edit, which makes it so much more efficient for, for me when I go to do it. Yeah. In terms of actually editing the content, if you've ever listened to the podcast before, <laughs> anyone out there, you'll know we very rarely edit anything It's very else. raw. It's very yeah. raw. Yeah, it's real. We make mistakes. <laughs> we make plenty of mistakes. If we make a real big mistake, then I, I do cut it. Or if we have an equipment failure, sometimes I'll cut yeah. sections out that people might not realize I have cut out. Mm. But generally, we don't. We try not to edit anything out, which means we've had to get very good at not buggering up anything as we go. Well, not, yeah. You know, trying not to speak out of turn or if we have a guest on trying not to um, completely stuff up the interview as we go. Yeah. I think um, Dan's very good at controlling the segments and rolling it through into each new segment. So, so yeah, it, it's good. I think, I think we sort of tag team on it and just keep it rolling. Whereas mm. I think a lot of podcasts, maybe you, you have to t- kind of take breaks and mm. reorganize your notes. It's handy that we have each other. We just bounce it back and forth. Exactly. While you're talking, I'm thinking of something else. Exactly. So. And then that helps a lot when, yeah. when Tim's making a really good point about something, I can be like, all right, well, this is going to lead to that. And then I'm, we need, it's already this much time. I should probably shift it to this. Yeah. Mm. All right, how do I segue that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you usually do face-to-face or are most of your interviews through Zoom? Yeah, it's 50-50. Even pre-COVID, it was probably 50-50. Yeah, um, had some phone calls and things like that. You, um, you tend to get more people if they don't have to go anywhere, yeah. which is handy. But yeah. I prefer face-to-face Definitely. just because the energy is higher. Yeah. You, they tend to stick around for the entire episode in that instance as yeah. well, whereas when we do yeah. Zoom, it, it might only be for a certain segment. I just love watching people's faces as we play the intro or seeing what's, yeah. what's the Tim and Dan low every week. <laughs> yes, yes. And when you do face-to-face, it's where you are right now. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't travel with your equipment. When you do face-to-face, the speakers come to you. We, we do we sometimes travel. travel. Yeah. yeah. Vineyards and brewery. But obviously, we had a vested interest in tasting some wine while we did that. And so, beer. Yeah. And we, we went to ZeroCon. Went to ZeroCon. So we took all, all of yeah. our equipment there. We went and visited uh, Lexi Boyd's. True. That was awesome. Because we did um, her show. Coast Life. So there's a festival coming up. We're going to do some live podcasting at Coast Life, which will be the first live podcasting we'll mm, do. Quite cool. How long is your pipeline between recording and going live? Depending on what day of the week we record. So if we record an episode Friday morning, it'll be out in about 10 minutes from the moment of stopping. <laughs> 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 if we're ahead, which we're trying to get to, it'll be we might record Wednesday and we release it Friday. So generally, oh, well, that's very quick. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very quick turnaround. But of course, you can do it because you don't edit so much. Exactly. It doesn't. That's right. Yeah, it, it once we finish recording it, it might only take me, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes to 
put the episode on my computer, tidy it up a bit, which is usually just I play with some of the sound. It takes yeah, five minutes. I have some presets. I just apply to every episode. Most of the mixing happens in the roadcaster before, so there's not much I have to do with it. I take out any sections that we completely stuffed up and then <laughs> um, I export it and pop it on Podbean and there it is, which is why we don't always have the same release time each mm. week. It might be Friday morning, Friday night, Friday yeah. midday. Yeah. As we record and as you're ready to yeah. release it. And last question, how often do you check listener statistics? When we first started, like every 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, there's another listen. Yeah. So when we, you know, our first few episodes, we, you know, it's, I'm sure you experienced the same thing. You recorded it, you put an effort into it. You think this is, I think we've got something here. I'm going to put it out there. My five friends listen to it. And, <laughs> and after that, you think, all right, well, from, from this point, anyone who listens, this is, this is someone I don't know. This is amazing. <laughs> and so it would, it would tick up and you'd, you know, you'd log back in the next morning, go, oh, that's another 20 people listen this week. That's, a, that's amazing. Uh, that quickly wore off after a couple of weeks yeah. when, when, and from then it's basically whenever I release an episode, I check the stats for the previous week. Yeah. Dan doesn't always tell me. So I actually, I pretty much never know, but I know where we are on average, unless Dan's up there. Do you notice a big dip over Christmas and New Year? Do you pause over Christmas and New Year or you keep going? So we've done this over yeah. two Christmases now. So I think yeah. we started in very early 2019. We started the podcast. Yeah, you're right. And so it's only been two Christmases. Yeah, so the 2019 Christmas and the 2020 Christmas. In the 2019 year, we made... We overcommitted to something. I remember, yes. Yeah, yeah. We did the 12, 12 podcasts of Christmas. We tried to record that was very impressive. days in a row. <laughs> And clearly we started running out of topics because we did a review of your review of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely one of my favorite episodes. It was funny when you listened back to it. Yeah. So over Christmas that period, because of just the amount of episodes there were and how short they were, we actually had a lot of listens because there was you know, maybe 14 episodes that month. And the same people listened to each one. So suddenly that we had a lot of listens. So there wasn't really a dull then. In the 2020 year, we consistently released over Christmas, I think, because we pre-recorded yeah. the what we call the Brewing a Business episodes, which yeah. is with um, the winery and, and the brewery. Yeah. So we released them over Christmas so we'd next to do it. So that remained fairly consistent too. I don't okay. think it drops. But there are periods where just for some reason over a week, you'll be like, oh, that's less yeah. than normal. I wonder yeah. why that was. Did you ever do you ever look back, Heidi, to like the most popular episodes, and are you shocked at listenership? Sometimes, uh, who listened to what episode the most compared to what you would have thought was the best episode when you were recording? Or uh... some episodes do better than I expected, or some episodes I expect to shoot through the roof and they do well, but not through the roof. But usually, it's fairly consistent. Okay. I also think, you know, topics that are more general, of course, find a wider audience than topics that are very, very niche. Yeah, sure. So, for example, when we were all trying to work out JobKeeper and cash flow yeah. Boost, et cetera, yeah. of course, those topics yeah. did well, extremely well like because everybody was trying to work it out. Whereas when I do really niche topics like US tax or so, then, of course, yeah. I don't expect yeah. normal listener numbers. I have a big dip over Christmas and New Year, but the main reason is because I go for a big break. Yeah. yeah. And accountants are probably on holidays over that time too. Yeah. So. yeah. And True. because yeah. our listener might be... You know, we do have a lot of accountants listen, but it might be a third accountants, a third small businesses, a third students 
Yeah, students too. Mm. Then yeah. the lessons probably drop a little bit from December to mid January. Yeah, I, I would, I would think. But then, of course, for me, it's a lot more extreme because I stop, I stop mid December. Yeah. So, and, how often do you look at your stats? I went through a period when I looked far too much at it. Yeah, and okay. I kind of saw it as a valuation of my. Yeah. worse or something sure. but now i've probably once a fortnight or so just to get some feedback to yeah see where you're going i, I don't do an in-depth book because you know on on podbean you just go to the statistics page and just shows you a bit of a summary like number of listens in the last seven days mm. one month whatever and then it just tells you what episodes mm. i just have a quick look at that for a minute and go okay yeah yeah so we're at this many this week that's that's about right great Next one. So that's what I do. So I have a question for you. So this is, so you feel free to cut this. <laughs> but so I do know that at the beginning of your episodes, you do say you're sponsored by class. Yes. Do they ask you to share your stats with them? No. No. Oh. Right. I do. So I send them a letter every six months. I send them a letter just to tell them where the, where the podcast is going. And then I send them stats. Actually, the answer is yes. Yes, I yes. do then include stats in the um, yeah. in the letter. And when it comes to renewing the sponsorship, then I prepare a general letter and then also, yes, it includes stats. And then actually last time they asked for the stats. So the answer is yes. Right. Sorry. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I was one because we don't have any sponsors on the, on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and we've often thought about, should we, should we approach someone? What, what should we do with that? Mm. And I wondered, I wonder, like, I wonder if our stats would be high enough. Yeah, I feel like if we just put our fingers out and put a little bit of effort in, we probably could arrange something mm. over there. But then, you know, we do it for the love and the fun right now, which I like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It might feel different. A sponsor doesn't cover the time you put into it, but it, it covers the cost. You edit it yourself, but I have an editor. I have a virtual assistant to yeah. do a lot of the work. That's a good way to look at it. I mean, maybe I would go a bit more professional. <laughs> I think you're already pretty professional. <laughs> Are you sure you've listened? I'm not sure you've listened. We want to we want to get more content happening, so it could allow us to instead of our time producing yeah. the content, yeah. to get someone else to to put together a blog post or something like that. Maybe. How did you come up with topics? Is it just whatever questions come up during your work? Yeah, generally, sometimes there are spe obvious specific things like JobKeeper gets announced or the budget night is coming up. Those kind of things become an obvious choice. We have a list, but that's also a more recent thing. Sometimes yeah. we, gen like, honestly, we've walked into this room, we've sat down, we've looked at each other and said, what do we talk about today? Yeah, sometimes we've spent 10 minutes yeah. going, oh. coming up with a topic. So we'll yeah. sit down and go, what do we talk about on, on, a, on a podcast today? And, and Tim will say, um uh, i have a question this about this this week and you're like okay that's a good one and then usually it's just based on the knowledge that we have on the top of our head or we might quickly look up some facts and figures just to, to say some things but um mm. sometimes it's very ad hoc in the moment mm. hopefully you can't tell that basically <laughs> improvise no <laughs> but that also makes it very lively and yeah. fresh and raw so it's good. Yeah, and cool. it also means that sometimes one of us might get it wrong and yeah, the other one can true. say, actually, I'm not sure that's right. And <laughs> yeah. then we can talk about it. We can clear it up. Yeah. yeah. How many leads do you get through the podcast? Not a ton. Not a ton. We, no. there, there's definitely been a few, but not yeah. a ton. And that's not the reason we do it either. But yeah. the other interesting thing that I've found with the podcast is it's actually been a really good 
selling point once yeah. a client is already in the pipeline. So yeah. Yeah. let's say someone contacts us, they're interested in us talking to them. We meet with them, go over their financials or talk about the future of their business, whatever it is that we do. And then we mention the podcast and they go away and they have a listen to it and they get a feel for who we are, how we approach, what we do, the kind of people that we are. And that makes them much more sticky. The next thing you know, they call back and they oh, I listened to the podcast. It was great. And I really like this topic. So I find it's that element of it has helped in terms of direct leads, people calling saying, hey, I heard you on the podcast. There's definitely been some. Yeah, it's interesting you say that too, because I do find we have a large amount of accounts to listen. Like you were yes. saying, you like to listen. Yeah, I listen as well. well. Yeah. Just for the banter and to have the fun, which I love. I love that we have that. We all live in the same world. We can relate to what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, yeah. you listen yeah. to an episode of us midway through COVID and you can hear us just beaten down <laughs> and just tired and think <laughs> of it. So true. I think... What's really powerful for our accounting firm with the podcast is the content we're creating, the habit that we have now to create that content and the skill that we have to create that content with the gear and, and just, just being practiced with speaking. Mm. So I think what we need to do is leverage that a bit more and put more content out there. I think that's what we, we've settled mm. on that as our marketing future, not spending a huge amount of money on ads or or trying to get a hundred thousand followers on social media or anything like that. Yes. You're yeah. actually really good speakers because for example, you barely have any filler words. <laughs> you should have listened to the first few episodes. <laughs> I have, I have, and I didn't even notice it then. We uh, recorded the first few episodes that we never released. No one ever heard them. And we spent most of the time going, um, and, um, and then I think very early we were like, we need to stop that. No arms or ours. We yeah. still do it, but nowhere Definitely near as much as we did yes. when we were just did you, starting. You used out. to have this thing where you got really annoyed when every time you went <laughs> before you started a sentence, you yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's amazing you don't realize until you listen to yourself. For example, I realized that I start every sentence three times, finish it four times. It's really easy to be harsh on yourself, though. Because yeah. if I listen back to myself, I'm like, <laughs> I don't like the sound. Yeah. Of that. I'm so used to the sound of my own voice now that I, I just <laughs> you do all the editing. Yeah, that that I, I, I don't care. I forgot something. Okay. I wanted to ask you to sing. <laughs> <laughs> do you want us to sing What is the Tim and Demo? Or. No, the, uh, you know the singing that you do together in harmony? Yeah, the yeah. what is the, the tune? Yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll let you in on a, on a secret here. This normally only backstage access learns this, <laughs> is that when we go to do it, we decide who goes up and who goes down in the moment. Yeah, so usually we're halfway through talking about, oh, hi, Tim, how, how are you? And then I'll point at Tim and I'll either point up or down. And that means he does the high part or the low part. And we switch every couple of weeks. Sometimes we stuff it up. Sometimes we both go low. Sometimes <laughs> we both go high. <laughs> All right, let's do it. What, what is the Tim and Dan Welcome back. If you ever want to try podcasting and get stuck, please reach out. I would love to share the little I know and Dan and Tim know even more. In the next episode, episode 284, Clint Harding of Arnock Block Liebler in Sydney will talk with you about the tax implications of investing in overseas shares, for example, through Comsec or NapTrade or the Global Westpac platform and all the others. And the question is, how are these overseas dividends 
taxed overseas and then in Australia? And to what extent can you claim a foreign income tax offset, a so-called FITO, for any withholding tax withheld from your dividends? This is what we will discuss next week. Until then, thank you for listening and thank you to class for their support. Bye for now and see you in the next episode. Thank you.